salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Climates in Crisis, the COVID-19 Black Swan, and Setting Up Space. If you want a quick summary, I'm talking essentially about how they're destroying the exterior world and getting ready to blast off into space, leaving us here with diseases. Diseases and earth-minded people can have us focusing only on what they provide us with. It's a very, very crazy episode, lots of information, extremely impactful, and I try to keep the rambling and stuttering to a minimum. So before we get this started for you good people, a few quick updates. If you didn't listen to the mini-cast we did earlier this week on Tuesday, Reviving Human Culture, you really missed out. I, I spoke to the audience in such a way that it was original. The best advice for a 17-year-old person, I, I gave him what I could. The part two that we did, The Sounds of Change, that's available for exclusive members. If you guys want access to that, you can find the link for that in the description bar below. Last thing, we're only 10 patrons away from unlocking live Friday shows. We need 40 exclusive members. Maybe that's you. Think about joining today. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1004, season 10, episode 4. Got a lot of different things to talk to you good people about, more updates regarding the coronavirus, climates in crisis, as well as the breakaway civilization, Space Force. You got your local space cadet right here, don't worry, got a lot of different things to talk to you good people about. It has been a monumental week, that's for sure. I think people are really starting to understand the depths of things like Event 201, this global pandemic, uh, why we shouldn't necessarily be believing everything that comes out of China, not only with this virus, but also whenever it comes to the trade war, news, information, and so much more. We're going to be getting into a lot of that in the second segment. But first, I want to start you guys off. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to talk to you guys, as I always do. Have a, I don't really have a proper intro, no opening statement set up for you good people, but I do kind of just want to make a quick blitz through topics, as I typically do. Um, earlier this week on the Instagram Live, we really got to come up with a better name for that stuff, bro. Um, earlier this week on the Instagram Live, we talked about dance, music, meditation, and prayer, and how that's part of the essential functions of a culture and of society. But today, the culture that we have, it's degenerate. If you guys haven't listened to that transmission, I'll put that link in the description bar below, and it will also be in the episode article for this transmission. The reason I want to talk about that is because look at the culture that we're creating. Look at the mindset that's out there right now. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll get into all that stuff. You know, I really want to break all that down, as I always do. But I don't want to talk about that right off the bat. What I do want to talk about, briefly, is personal growth. Why it's important that you recognize it. Uh, you know, just before the show, speaking of music, culture, and dance, you guys know, uh, long-time listeners know that I've been involved in hip-hop, EDM, and so much more. Uh, got, in got involved with the music industry before getting involved with this. 
That's why you guys hear all kinds of different music. Um, and I spoke about this too on the transmission about how you know music carries words and it carries emotions it carries all these feelings and things and these are frequencies that we tune into and this culture that we're being promoted that's, that's being offered to us these days it doesn't really have one of regeneration it doesn't have one of a pro-human renaissance based tone it's not something that acknowledges uh human excellence or even human exceptionalism you see if anything what it does is it, is it degrades people it puts them down how can people recognize their own growth when all they can see is their destruction? You see, the culture that we are surrounded by is not one that promotes individual growth, not one that admires it. It promotes collective growth, groupthink, for sure. But as far as the individual recognizing their own greatness, not so much. And the reason why you have to acknowledge your personal growth, acknowledge what you've done is because believe it or not you've already passed a threshold you've already overcome certain fears that you've had and whether or not you guys believe this I'm halfway speaking to myself when I tell you these things that's part of how the word magic works that's how the, the, the power of speech works is you have to speak these things uh, when you do pass the threshold whenever you understand uh, your growth when you see how far you've come you're able to kind of in a weird way retroactively fix parts of yourself. You see, the word that we're being told about today, it's all about behavior modification, social engineering, pattern recognition, algorithmic behavior, that of a robot akin to a machine. You see, what I'm trying to talk to you good people about is something that humans have been experiencing forever. I mean, good Lord. This is just, again, you know, another nod and tip towards how crazy things are and how we've embedded ourselves not only in your life but in this community and this, in this, in this movement and everything else that's going on. This may not mean much to you guys as it does to me, uh, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm finishing workouts and hikes and then I'm coming home and I'm finding chicken eggs <laughs> like it's Easter around the, ha around the yard. And so to me, you know, I get like a double high because I'm coming down from the, the workout, you know, uh, and then I'm looking around the yard for chicken eggs, and then I eat those chicken eggs. I get perfect post-gym protein. You know, it's awesome. Uh, and that's, that, that leads me towards wanting to get an apiary. And for people who don't know what an apiary is, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's essentially bee catching. Um, and I talked about this too as well. What I'm trying to talk to you guys about, really at the core of it all, is purpose-driven work. Understanding your worth. Realizing that that's how success works. I talked about that not this week, but just last week on the Instagram Live, where I freaked out <laughs> about what, what, what it, uh, how to be successful in today's world, both emotionally, financially, and so much more. But it comes from purpose-driven work. You see, as, as, as you can tell, this is not work to me, but I treat it as such. This is my passion. This is the purpose-driven work. That they have robbed us of this. The world that we live in today, again, going back to this culture, it's one of obedience, automation. Again, that algorithmic behavior akin to a machine. Not something that inspires individuality. Not something that inspires divinity. Not something that inspires, heck, shucks, even creativity. You see, there's a lot of things that I have my hands in behind the scenes. And I think it's kind of crazy because it's, it, it, it shows the diversity of humanity. We may have some of our new, I don't want to say business partners, but we may have some of our new uh, affiliates or people listening, and it is kind of crazy. 
you know, the same way that we cover paranormal, economics, uh, clearly politics, environmentalism. We have we, we, we cover a lot of things here. So it is in my real life. And I think it's kind of crazy. And so I want to pass this down to you guys. Just this 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 little bit of truth that I've gotten. Um, you know, again, <laughs> I don't have my pre-workout. I'm probably going to be without it for the next month until the supplier gets it in. And so I thought as a healthy alternative, you know, why not get uh, some iodine in you and then get some uh, some Shilajit? And I thought that was crazy because here I am, perked up, ready to go uh, off of natural supplements, natural God-given things, you know. And, and, and we're going to talk about the coronavirus and all these diseases and things as well. But what I'm trying to really, you know, let you guys know is that knowledge truly is power. Once you start learning this stuff, not only do you begin to recognize your worth, you see it elsewhere as well. You, for me, I recognize God's worth. I see, I see all that we've been given. I see the abundance that we live in and how it truly is our mindset that inhibits us from having all these blessings. It's crazy. So essentially what I'm trying to tell you to do is the same thing I told you guys earlier this week. Be human. Begin to discover how to revive human culture because I'm telling you, good folks, a lot of people are disassociated from reality. They're disconnected from the real. They're more in tune to the, uh, to the cyberspace and to the technocracy. They've been given over to the machine and to the beast. Don't do that. Begin to re rediscover your individuality. Understand who you are. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics because I'm getting, I get like this weird like emotional rage. It's not even like my, my indignant rage, my righteous rage. It's like an emotional rage. Like, I want to help you. One of the questions I got asked on Instagram Live this week was, what is the best advice for a 17-year-old? And, you know, I could, only, I could only imagine my little brother. Clearly, he's not 17. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be having some nephews come around here that won't be 17. They'll be around that same area, the age area. But I, 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 I set up the question to where I'm talking to you, the listeners, as if you are that 17-year-old. And I think about that because we cover so many of these climate change activists. We'll be getting into Greta Thunberg, getting her own TV show here shortly, and all these other things. And these, these, these children don't have uh, real role models. They don't have an incentive to improve upon the world. They're being told the world's going to end. You know, so, so if you didn't really listen to that minicast, I would highly suggest you do so. There's a part two. It's only for exclusive members. You're more than welcome to join it. But we really did that, 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 that Instagram Live earlier this week very well. And it sets up to talk to you as, as an individual, to the core of who you are. Because at the end of the day, we're all little kids. Some of us are just kids that grew up a little faster. Some of us are just kids who were able to stay kids longer. But at the end of the day, we're all just kids. And, in, and parents, if you're listening to this with your kids, or kids, you're listening to this with your parents because we have the demographics to show it. Guess what? Your, your, your parents are still kids, and so you can't really blame them. And that's why all we really can do is improve upon what we're doing and recognize when we're doing good versus doing bad. That's why you have all these, these people telling you there's no such thing as morals or everything's immoral. You know, there is no such thing as right and wrong. It's a delusion. We have been built in. We have a built-in moral compass that ties us to the divine creator known as God. And whenever we turn that off, as society is, is, is telling us to do, all we do is become the fools. Truly. So to put a bookend on this, recognize your personal growth, understand your influence in the world, and so much more, and share it with people. Help others discover their greatness. 
get back to being human. Help, let's help revive human culture. With that being said, let's start the show. So, <laughs> climates in crisis. What's going on? What is going on? You know, because we have a very interesting setup over here with the show, the content that we cover, the videos, how we're like, conspir- how we're like you know, conspiracy disguised as news. <laughs> we have a very, very interesting perspective on things that are going on. And so when we cover news, we come at it from obviously a very strange, ang- very strange angle. Uh, what I want to go ahead and just jump right in to say so we can start kickstarting kick this episode is that there are temperatures being recorded in Antarctica and apparently it's now hotter than Los Angeles and Orlando. Let's get in this article. We put this up February 7th. It's from the Minds Unleashed. It's by Elias Marat. It says an Argentine research base on the, north, on the northern tip of Antarctica has reached 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 18 degrees Celsius. According to the UN Weather Agency, meaning that, one, that the once frosty continent was hotter than it was on Friday at noon in sunny Los Angeles, California, and Orlando, where the, where, or where the famously temperate cities were 63 degrees Fahrenheit. It confirmed the temperature would be, hot, would be the warmest ever, in, warmest ever recorded in history. According to the World Meteorological Organization sports, spokesperson Claire Nullis, the Esperanza base recorded 64.9 Fahrenheit or 18 degrees Celsius on Thursday, topping a former all-time record of 63.5 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 17.C or 17.5 degrees Celsius in March of 2015. So basically, it's got it, it, it's risen in temperature over the past five years. But continuing on, it says the UN agency's committee has referred to the temperature as a quote likely record, but will now examine its weather and climate archives to verify the weather to weather to verify whether the readings do officially amount to a new record. The World Meteorological Organization Weather and Climate Extremes rapid rapid reporter Randall Severne said, quote, Everything we have seen thus far indicates a likely legitimate record, but we will not but we will over a course begin a formal evaluation of the rec- of the record once we have a full data from the SMN and on the meteor- meteorological conditions surrounding this event. Uh, Cervani added that it could be a result of a, quote, phone event, F-O-E-H-N event, over the area, or a hot wind coming down a sloper mountain. Uh, James Renwick, a climate scientist at the Victoria University of Wellington in New Zealand, told The Guardian that, quote, to have a new record set that quickly is surprising, but who knows how long that will last? Possibly not that long at all. Washington Post reports that Antarctica is one of the globe's fastest warming regions. The temperature is rising by five degrees or five degrees Fahrenheit, two point eight degrees Celsius over the last century, sending eighty-seven percent of the Antarctic Peninsula's west coast glaciers into a historically unprecedented retreat. The retreat has also quote accelerated over the past twelve years, according to the WMO. The new record has been announced as several climate models have suddenly predicted that the world could be warming by a sweltering nine nine degrees Fahrenheit uh, by twenty one hundred fulfilling a, quote, nightmarish scenario that has, been not, has not been previously anticipated by scientists. Forgive me on that. Forgive me on that, that little stumbling through that article. That's also why we took the she legit. We're fighting a little bit of a cold. I jinxed, my, I jinxed myself earlier this week on the Instagram Live. Uh, but speaking of cold, speaking of climate change, the reason I wanted to read that to you guys is because this is what's going on. The same way that I tell you guys we cover news in a strange angle, imagine all these glaciers out there 
in in, in Antarctica just melting. And I won't lie. Obviously, you have to think about things such as climate change, uh, geoengineering, weather modification, what kind of operations are going on in Antarctica, period. What kind of activities taking place? It's not a barren wasteland. There are still people that can traverse the area, you know. Uh, there's still fa- there's still uh, uh, life there. There's still fauna, flora, plants, animals. There's things there. But why are we starting off the transmission talking about this? Because if we can notice that Antarctica itself is getting hotter than Los Angeles, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because what we're essentially talking about, to a degree, is the melting of the earth. What's even crazier, too, is I remember po- posting about this on uh, Liberation Legion. There's an article that came out saying that we might be entering into a new mini ice age for the next 30 years. So I have to ask the question, what's going on with all this different climate talk? Some people are saying we're, we're heading towards a mini ice age. Some people are saying the world's warming up. What's up with all this information? I sh- this is, this is why people say it's a hoax. This is why they say the science isn't settled. This is why people don't want to donate to things like the Green New Deal or any of this, because we don't know what's going on. We're getting strange reports of Antarctica uh, 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 melting. You're getting some people saying that uh, 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 there's droughts happening over here. What is going on? You know, this, this week, too. And I think this is crazy. Because I, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't really have an entire point I'm trying to make with this. I'm just trying to bring up questions so we can look at this. I saw a video earlier this week in Africa, I think it was in South Africa, it's of this couple driving on, the, driving on a freeway, and then it's like something out of a movie. It's like something unreal. It's almost, it's like biblical. That's the easiest way to describe it. You just see this horde. I, I don't even know if a swarm or a horde does it. A wave, you know, it's just like a, a tornado or I'm, I'm hoping I'm able to explain it to you guys the right way. It's just this massive, like sky blotting mass of locusts. And then they hit this car and they just, it, it doesn't like destroy the car, but it just like literally encases it with like bugs. And that was the second video, not the first, the second video that I had seen come out of Africa regarding these locusts. Now, why are we talking about locusts, uh, uh, glaciers melting in Antarctica, and all this other stuff? You want to know about the coronavirus? Don't worry. All this stuff, if you ask me, pertains to it. Uh, We are living truly in prophetic and biblical times. But the first video I saw in in Africa, I'm not sure if I, I don't really think I posted it for you guys, but it's of this, it's a a few second clip, and it's of this family out there in their backyard. It's like a 15-second long clip in their backyard, decent-sized backyard, and their whole backyard's being, like, washed over by all these, these locusts. You know, they're in the backyard. They're in the trees. They're in the sky. They're in the upper sky. They're everywhere, and you're just hearing people scream. You know, you don't think, like, you, you don't think it's a big deal until you really don't think about not being able to breathe because you're being pelted in the face with so many locusts. So how does this tie into climate change? How does this tie into uh, Antarctic, Antarctic glaciers melting? 
Well, this is what happens whenever we talk about stratospheric aerosol injections and how uh, former disgraced CIA director John Brennan explains that by using these things, these stratospheric aerosol injections, their words for chemtrails, that it will have those adverse effects on people's environments, creating drought-stricken areas, flood areas, uh, it, what the UN is now calling at the start of the year extreme weather events. This is going to create uh, uninhabitable areas where certain life is not going to be able to, 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 to flourish. So this, ho- this, this horde, this swarm, this wave of locusts, they're obviously going to migrate to an area where they can, where they can be sustained, the same way humans would. You see, this is what I mean by the climates in crisis. Another example of this, and we'll get into this uh, later on, is of this, this tornado, a bat tornado. This town in Australia apparently gets, like, plagued by the very same thing. <laughs> Just these bats, because you know, these, you, you know they operate off of electro-EMF uh, as well, electromagnetic frequencies, uh, so- sonar, and stuff like that as well. When the frequencies are all, in, all over the place, obviously there's going to be distortions. People aren't going to know where to go. That's how, I think, what? That's how ducks fly. That's how geese fly. That's how certain birds fly. It's through that navigation and how they're tied into it. And so when we're over here playing uh, weather warfare or weather weaponry, this is going to mess these things up. That's just this, that's, that is just the un, unfortunate truth about this. Now, because we're, we're getting into the days and age, and I talked about this, I think, just last week. Unfortunately, I feel like I talk about it too much having access to a patent list that goes far as, as far back as to 1891 to where they're showing people that they can modify the weather. There's the history of climate change is very real. And so because we're living in the kind of aftermath of that, the echo of this reality now, there are people profiteering off of the oncoming solution. There are people inserting themselves into the discussion so that they can amass even more control. It's the same way Bill Gates is saying, hey, there's climate change happening, adverse weather effects, extreme weather events, right? Well, it would be a shame if somebody were to spray calcium carbonate in the sky to reflect the sunlight. You see how that works? But now we have individuals such as Greta Thunberg getting her own TV show. That's right. This next article comes from Your Newswire. It's by Nima Harris. They put this up February 11th. It says the BBC gives Greta Thunberg her own TV show on her international crusade. And now, she's a real actor. You see how that works? Because there was information, it came out towards the end of last year, uh, that her father actually runs her, 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 her social media pages. That she doesn't write her own scripts. I mean, of course, everybody understands this. But what's happening now is people don't care about the facts. They don't care about who they're being lied to by. They just want to accept the lie. And what's even more dangerous about it is the money and the stuff that's the strings connected, connected to this puppet. But here, let me get it in this article. Now she's a real actor. Greta Thunberg is about to become a TV star, thanks to the BBC. The new documentary series aims to change the world, one screen at a time, as it follows the teenage cl- climate activist on her international crusade and giving an inside view on what it's like to be a global icon. You see how that happens? They puff her up, they create this icon, just like they did with AOC, and deploy her on the people. So what do you hate? You hate climate change or do you hate the child? You see how that works? They just set you up to look like the bad guy because you're like, this is, this is wrong, <laughs> period. Continuing on, it says her show will explore what actions can be taken to limit climate change and respond to the, quote, real-world consequences of inaction. 
However, license fee paying BBC viewers have voiced outrage at the broadcaster's announcement of a new series featuring Greta Thunberg. MSN reports uh, BBC Studios' science unit announced on Monday that Thunberg would be getting her own TV show that highlights her journey to bring awareness to the world on climate change's multiple effects on Earth. The series will follow Thunberg as she travels to around the world, speaking with scientists and climate change experts to discuss the impacts of climate's global decline and what humans can do to reverse climate change in its current form. Thunberg will also speak with politicians and business leaders about their present and future roles regarding climate change. The as-of-yet untitled show will follow Thunberg as she navigates the waters of young adulthood, too. Wow. So, so she's, she's really becoming her own reality TV show. And you see how it becomes, again, this kind of virtue-signaling moral thing. Hey, do you care about the planet? Hey, do you care about children? Do you care about the future? Are you cool? Are you, are you with the program? You see how that works? Continuing on, it says viewers will get a behind-the-scenes look, I'm sure, at Greta Thunberg's life as a teenager dealing with living in, living in both a scrutinizing and celebrated spotlight and how she handles it all. While the Nobel Peace Prize nominee hasn't made her, no, hasn't made her own statement on the show, she did retweet, retweet the BBC's announcement of the series. Quote, to be able to do this with Greta is an extra, extraordinary privilege, getting an inside view on what it's like to being a global icon and one of the most famous faces on the planet. BBC studio executive producer, producer Rob Lydell, who will work as a producer on the show, stated regarding the show. So there you have it. The Soros puppet from the EU who travels using yachts, jets, and all, all kinds of plane tickets, man. She's, she gets first-class treatment to tell you you better be a second-class citizen. You have to stop using boats. You have to stop flying. Cut down on your carbon emissions. And now she's got her own TV show to use her entire life to tell you that you ain't that you ain't nothing that 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 your way of living is dead that she's got that she's got the answers you see how that works they hook an entire generation they create an icon for them just so they can program them it truly is astounding truly but you know what else is astounding how this motto this this uh, this mantra, climate change, climate change, cli- how, how how climate change is truly becoming a a religion. How it truly is becoming a a, a a thing to worship. And what I mean by that is, earlier this week there was a interesting, <laughs> to say the least, article uh, and video that came out regarding a professor, a Cambridge academic, that says that in order for us to solve climate change. Humanity must become extinct, and that our, our 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 approach towards life right now, you know, it's just not sustainable. We've got to kill yourself. Where have we heard that before? Sounds like AOC. Sounds like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. The world we're offering the children is just so bad. We should just go ahead and stop having ki- kids. The whole birth strikers movement, the eco anxiety thing, all of these things. This is what it leads to. Yeah. I'll, I'll read a little bit of this article, and then I'll play a, a quick clip for you guys so you can hear from this uh, witchy lady yourself. This article comes from Technocracy News. It's by Alistair Ryder. They put this up February 11th. It says climate change is solved by letting the human race become extinct. What, we, <laughs> what else did we hear last year? 
now that I'm reading this this article title, my mind's just triggered because what it was abortion will help si- save climate change, cannibalism will help save climate change. <laughs> you know, um, but there was something else ridiculous too. Oh yeah, the AOC eat the babies protester. Yeah, she said eat the babies to save climate change. Here we are now. They're just outright telling you to your face, kill yourself. It's the best way to save the planet. You don't love Earth? Wow, how dare you live? Do you? I hope you are beginning to see the mental gymnastics that they're having us go through. Let me get into this article. It says, here are the true colors of Agenda 21, 2030, and sustainable development, a.k.a. the technocracy, which I have repeatedly warned is an anti-human and anti-civilization agenda. This professor has just laid it out in plain sight. A Cambridge analytic or a Cambridge academic has proposed a radical new way to solve climate change by letting humanity become extinct. Patricia McCormack, a professor of continental philosophy at the Angla Ruskin University, has just released her new book, The A Human Manifesto, which will officially be launched in Cambridge today, which was February or Wednesday, February 5th. The book argues that due to the damage done to other living creatures on Earth, we should start gradually phasing out reproduction. But rather than offering a bleak look at the future of humanity, it has generated discussion due to its joyful and optimistic tone, as it sets, a, sets out a positive view for the future of Earth without mankind. You know, it's like all those people who are into the after-future, who are into extinctionism, extinction rebellion, kill yourself, save the Earth. You know, I just want to say this real quick. And I'll get back into this article and get back into the groove, too. These people are delusional because while most of you people are listening to this, it's going to be Valentine's Day or it's going to be the day after Valentine's Day or you're going to be spending time with a loved one. And when you look in the history of Valentine's Day, they go all the way far back to like the 200s, 243 like A.D. And so when you have these people talking the way they are. I don't think they understand history. I don't think they understand ecology. I don't think they understand the environment. I don't really think they understand these things. I truly think they say things in a reactory way and an inflammatory way to try to get responses from people. I mean, when you look at the, look at, look at the thriving history of humanity and the, up, and, and the, and the upward, uh, <laughs> good Lord, the upward momentum that we have accomplished, the things that we have done, the lands that we have seen, the things that are in our genetic memory. And this lady has bitten the climate change anti-human agenda apple. I bet she thinks vaccines are going to save us all too. And I say this because these, this, is, this is what we're confronted with. Kill yourself. Save the earth. As if humanity will just end. It's a very, very dangerous trend. But here, let me get back onto this article. It says, speaking to Cambridgeshire Live, Professor McCormack outlined how she came to this point of view and how these ideas are not as provocative as they may initially sound. She said, quote, I arrived at this idea from a couple of directions. I was introduced to a philosophy due to my interest in feminism and queer theory, so reproductive rights have long been an interest to me. This led me to learn about the animal rights, which, which is why I became a vegan. There you have it. I, 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 I hate to say it, but there you have it right there. There's the trifecta. Queer theory, feminism, and just, you know, animals having more rights than humanity. This is why more people care about dogs in movies than they do about the actual person who owns the dog. And I get that. I, I, I understand this. But do you see the gradual inversions taking place? 
Let me continue on. I'm, I'm getting distracted. Quote, the basic premise of the book is that we're in the age of the Anthropocene. Humanity has caused mass problems, and one of them is, starting, is, is creating this hierarchical world where white, male, heterosexual, and able-bodied people are succeeding. And, and people of different races, genders, and sexualities, and those with disabilities are struggling to get that. Quote, this is where the idea of dismantling identity politics comes in. They deserve rights, not because of what they are, but because they are. And so I'll play for you guys a quick video uh, because, you know, I, I really want you to hear from her. Hear from Dr. Patricia McCormack what her views are uh, in relation to climate change and more. Let's take a listen. Mention this idea of um, trying to think about good non-anthropocentrically. Mm. What what does that mean? I mean, it, if we think about morality as a kind of structure that humans have imposed, so on I would I would I would um, pick up from Michelle Say's use of grace. <coughs> I think that um, the, the 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 human devastation of the world would be well to stop aligning good with action and bad with passivity or apathy. Um, and I think that, you know, binary thinking in general is problematic, but grace is lovely because it is the goodness in stepping aside, and in modern forms of activism, goodness can often come um, as acts of boycott, um, but historically, goodness has come through a sense of hopeful grace, where we simply allow the other to be without demanding knowledge of the other, without demanding the other come up to our anthropocentric level of equivalence. So for me, maybe there, there is a deep unknowability in good that is attractive because it's difficult but also demands a very artistic perception of practice. Um, and so in that sense, I think it's very sexy because it's mystical. You know, it verges on mystical. So, yeah. For more debates, talks, and interviews, there you go. Subscribe today. There you have it. Virgins are mystical. Virgins are. And so, I in every in every bowl of lies is a kernel of truth. That's all I'm going to say. And so, I understand where she's coming from, but what you're asking of people is pretty ridiculous. And I understand we have to start making these societal and social changes today. But the way people are going about it is it's a forced understanding. It's a, it's, a, it's a forced ideology. We covered a lot of this uh, last season when we went into the leaving, the leaving the leaving the Piscean age and entering into the Aquarius age. That's why we're seeing all this gender bending, this, this uh, biohacking, this transhumanism, this whole approach towards reproductive rights. I mentioned to you earlier that the history of Valentine's Day it goes all the way back to like the 200 A.D., and that it was like inspired because they they uh, they slayed Christian martyrs, and it actually may have roots in pagan festivals as well. That you know they would kill boars, goats, and things like that, and then they put on thongs with uh, goat skin, and then they'd run around and have sex. And uh, Christians came through and were like, "Hey, let's sanitize this a bit," and then it became you know kind of the modern iteration that we have today. This is the history of humanity, and the things that she is proposing. This is anti-history. This is anti-human. This is the crux, and I'm, I'm trying to put together a presentation with you guys. This is the crux of transhumanism, where these people believe that technology will make them gods, and this is very dangerous. So yes, virgins are mystical, but we cannot get back to virginity. 
you see. We can bring forth the virgins through procreation. <laughs> Crazy concept. But no, we ourselves cannot go back to being virgins. And so this is a very interesting concept. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it. But that was one of the crazier things that I kind of pop, saw pop out this week. And it really lets me think like, hey, there are people walking around like this that really want to see you dead. And I thought this was a joke, but we're learning that it's not it's not so. That unfortunately, a lot of people are actually in this mindset. But here, uh, just to get back on course, back to talking about the climate. This is another interesting article that popped up right here. I think people have noticed it, and we've talked about it in a number of different ways. Nine million people, nine million deaths per year is linked to the to pollution, making it one of the world's most profuse killers. This article comes from Jeffrey Roberts. Of collective evolution they put this up february 5th and it basically breaks down how pollution be it air pollution water pollution uh soil pollution how it's killing us i don't want to get into the to all of this but the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up in this segment is so that when we talk about the coronavirus and things like that in the next segment is so people understand how toxic environments uh compromised immune systems and so much more how this really does affect us over extended periods of time yes nine million deaths Due to pollution, because people can't fight these diseases and these strange things that are popping up, is very real. Let me get into this article. This is according to a major study published by published in the Lancet. One out of every six premature deaths in the world in 2015, about nine million, was attributed to disease from intoxic environmental exposure. CBC reports. The report estimates the cost of pollution-related deaths has grown to 4.6 trillion, or about 2.6 of the global economy. Epidemiologist Philip Langdon, Dean of the Global Health at the ICANN School of, Medic School of Medicine in Mount Sinai in New York City and lead author on the report, says a study focused on the pollution-related deaths has never been done like this before and that it is painting a clear picture of a crisis in heavily populated de developing countries. Quote, pollution is a massive problem that people aren't seeing because they aren't looking at scattered bits of it, Landrigan said. The 9 million related deaths is just a partial estimate, the study says, and this number will undoubtedly rise once proper assessment methods are developed. Most populated areas like sub-Saharan Africa have yet, to even, have yet to even set up air pollution monitoring systems. Particularly, soil pollution has received scant attention, said CBC, quote, and there are still plenty of potential toxins that are still being ignored. Less than half of the 5,000 new chemicals widely dispersed throughout the environment since 1950 has been tested for safety or toxicity. While Asia and Africa's population are among the highest at risk, India tops the, the pollution crisis by far. Quote, one of out of every four premature births in India in 2015, or some 2.5 million, was attributed to pollution. CBC reports that, quote, China's environment was the second deadliest, with more than 1.8 million premature deaths, or one in five, blamed on pollution-related illness, the study found. While nearly a fifth of premature deaths in countries such as Bangladesh, Pakistan, North Korea, South Sudan, South Sudan and Haiti were linked to pollution, many, many of these countries have yet, to make a pollution, have yet to make pollution a priority, the study says. And this is why, again, we should. This is this. I guess this is the angle I come at with when I start talking about climate change because I look at what this is doing. The Monsantos, the you know, the Bayers, the pharmaceutical companies. I look at what these people are doing and how that has an adverse effect to us. The same way that I explain that the climate change angle that these people are coming at, spraying stratospheric aerosol injections into the sky, 
modifying our weather, that's the angle they're coming at and how it has adverse effects. And again, this is what ties into what I was talking about beforehand, you know, climate change and all these other things that are happening, human impacts upon the earth, pollution, uh, frequency modulations, this thing, this, that, and the third. Another example of this is what I was talking about earlier, right here. Quote, it's like a bat tornado. Australian sound suffers as biblical plague of bats terrifies locals. It says in Ingham, North Queensland, over the past several weeks, upwards of 300,000 of the winged creatures have settled on the town. 300,000 bats. Let's take a listen. It's in the daytime, too. Audio listeners, I'll describe this for you. Uh, You've got daytime sightings of just bats flying all over, I'm sure, in a circle, encircling this town in the daytime. There are helicopters in the middle of the sky monitoring the whole event, and they're just above the tree line. It's crazy. It truly is crazy. And so you've got to ask yourself, where are these things coming from? Why are they here? Why are their flight patterns disrupted what is taking place is it the volcanoes is it the earthquakes is it these extreme and abnormal uh, weather events what is going on to cause such things like this you see this is insane insanity this is insane I'll say this and I'll start closing out the segment for you guys. It says residents in one Australian town are dealing with the fright of their lives after thousands of bats descended on them in an incident that is being compared to a, quote, biblical plague. A veritable, quote, bat tornado has enveloped Ingham, North Queensland, over the past several weeks as upwards of 300,000 of the winged creatures have settled on the town. Surreal footage from the city shows a black veil of bats swooping down through the sky. That's the only way that I could describe a lot of these strange events. That was only one that I was able to capture, you know, and that's, it's, it's just crazy to see these things happening. And if we're able to monitor these events, what other things are happening that we're not able to recognize? Animal die-offs, animal migrations, and I talked about this as well earlier this year, uh, that it, it sounds crazy, but I'm really just reporting on the news of what's happening. I'm casually describing to you guys what, what is being considered the end of days. And so to, so to close out this segment, put a nice little bun on it or a little bow on it. What are we just talking about? Uh, uh, the Valentine's Day, how humanity's history goes back thousands of years, two thousands of years after his death. And then even before that as well, recording his history. And now we're entering or now we're entering into the age of Aquarius, leaving the Piscean age. There's a lot of symbology in what I'm just talking about with you guys casually, but I hope you understand it. What I'm trying to explain to you is that maybe we are entering into a new age of humanity. The millions of people that you see before you today, they will not be here with us into the future. They already have plans, such as the Georgia Guidestones, to make sure these types of things happen. The world that is being created is in undoubtedly, I don't want to say anti-human, but it is interesting nonetheless and one that requires our eternal vigilance because that is the price of freedom but speaking of paying the price we got to take a quick break and when we come back 
going to be talking about the COVID black swan event. And for people who don't know the COVID-19, that's the new name for the NCOV-19, the new name for the novel coronavirus. We're going to be getting into the coronavirus's effect on the global economy and so much more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this.
You like that? Me too. Welcome back. Thank you and welcome back. You know, the world is getting kind of crazy. And I, uh, you know, I remember we had uh, Zach Freeman on. Zach Freeman of UC Fitness, Under Construction Fitness. We had him on the show. And he said something to me that kind of still sticks with me that I think about every now and then. He says he remind he he said that I reminded him of being that voice on the radio that you're gonna listen to whenever there's like an EMP blast and after everything's been wiped out and you're still trying to listen for the truth and hopefully hopefully you're gonna find somebody out there telling you the truth on those on those radio waves, helping you helping be the light in the dark of the night, helping us get through these things. And as I see more and more of the chaos ensue, more and more of the degeneracy, the degeneracy consumes society. You know, I ask myself, God, what am I doing? And I, and I do. I really, I, I do. And I need to start asking him more uh, for help. God, what can I do? God, what should I do? Because I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to help us get to wherever it is we're going. I just know that this is not where we're supposed to stay. I'm trying to help us. And sometimes I do need a little help from the, good, from, from the big man upstairs. And I see the writing on the wall. I won't lie. Part of me gets a little bit uh, nervous. I think that's what this freak out was. This global temperature tantrum that I had post-break is because I'm seeing where we're going. We are casually talking. I just spent the first segment casually talking to you what sounds like biblical, prophetic, end-of-days stuff. <laughs> and in this one, I'm about to talk to you about something that sounds like it's out of a movie, like it's in Resident Evil with 12 monkeys or something. But this is now our reality. This is not a joke. We've been desensitized to where we can't even recognize danger. I asked, earlier, <laughs> I asked the question earlier this week. Does it seem like people are regressing? as things are intensifying and purposely choosing willful ignorance and foolishness? One of the responses I got is, you know, it's learned helplessness. You can't blame them, but ignorance doesn't last forever. And this is true. And so I say all that to say this. There is nowhere else for us to go. All, <laughs> the only place we can go is straight through. This is why, I left, why we left off the first segment saying that eternal vigilance is the cost of freedom. And while I might have these little temper tantrums, I'm still a human being doing the best I can. I'll say this and I'll get into the, the content with you guys. You know, the, 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 the role of a leader in today's society is definitely a hard one. This is why a lot of people within the military and even in college life these days are killing themselves. Because it's just, you, you're, you're, you're having to try to lead people who have given up. Who have become uh, basically dis uh, not destitute, not uh, not destitute, not broken or destroyed, but they're just the hope is gone. And so, do you focus on why their hope is gone, or do you focus on giving them hope? And how do you inspire hope? Ah, we'll save that for another time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. To Factions of Freedom. This is the second segment where we're going to be talking about the COVID black swan. The coronavirus black swan event. What's crazy, and for people who don't know what a black swan event is, it's something that basically encompasses uh, the world economy. And they're trying to tank it. They're trying to tank the economy. And we've talked about this in a lot of different ways. Um, 
but there's so many different things going on with this coronavirus that I think people are gradually coming to the understanding that if this wasn't planned, it was anticipated. It was something that they expected to have happened. We've covered in the past few weeks with you good people, Event 201, how since October of 2019, they've been preparing or at least planning for this exact event. Um, now, and, and we'll get into it in this segment, now we have over 11 military bases here in America that are being converted into quarantine centers. We've played for you guys for the past few weeks. Uh, just phenomenal, mind-blowing footage that's coming out of China. And all of these things are indicative of what's happening. We've talked to you about the, the global pandemic, the global health security agenda. And now you have uh, the, 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 the military actually coming out trying to figure out a plan to fight this pandemic. What I would consider the war on disease. This is another thing I talked to you guys about as well. We have the war on terror, the war on drugs, right? We're going to have the war on disease. And so I'll get into this uh, later on in this segment, but I just want to mention it real quick right here. U.S. military initiates, quote, global campaign plan for pandemic. Just keep that in mind as we go through some of the some of the more crazy information coming out. Uh, but let's get into things. <laughs> you know, again, what's so crazy about this, I didn't even work this into it. I'm about to talk to you guys gradually about how they're setting up like medical martial law camps over there in China, how they're beginning to do the same thing here in America. You know, they're kidnapping and detaining people. And guess what? Virginia passed more of those gun control bills. So think about that. They're snatching you up, detaining you, and they don't want you to have a way to defend yourself. It's, this, this stuff is getting crazy. We're in the, we're, we, we, we are in the eye of the storm. I kid you not. But here, let's get in this article. This is from News Punch. It's by Baxter Dimitri. They put this up February 12th. It says Pentagon building 11 coronavirus, quote, quarantine camps on military bases near major airports. They have one in Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, California, Honolulu, Hawaii, Dallas, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Washington, D.C., Newark, New Jersey, Detroit, Michigan, and Chicago, Illinois. Let me get into this. It says the Pentagon is building 11 quarantine camps on military bases near major airports across the country in anticipation of an influx of American citizens returning from China who could possibly who could be possible spreaders of deadly coronavirus that is now being called COVID-19. The extremely infectious virus has killed at least 1,116 people and sickened more than 45,000 worldwide since the, since the outbreak began in Wuhan, China in late December. The 13th U.S. coronavirus case was confirmed in California on Tuesday as experts warned the virus could affect 60% of the world's population. Now, I'm going to slow down right there because this is, this is so much. Good Lord. Do, do you see what I mean by pandemic? How they had to let this how they had to let this thing, pun intended, incubate and cook around the world and export it. This is what I mean by a global pandemic for a global government. This is why you already have corporations trying to figure out how to get vaccines and, 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 and drugs together to fight this. This is why you already have uh, governments saying, Hey, look, we're curing it our way. You have very strange people you you, you have some sex, some fringes of society. And researchers saying that this may be a race-specific bioweapon. And so this is, this is a very interesting phenomenon, nonetheless. Um, 
there's a there's a new virus out there in Brazil as well. And the reason I'm trying to tell you guys all this stuff is because they're gonna be, they're gonna begin releasing more. And one of the one of the one of the interesting theories I heard about this coronavirus and its devastation is that it was planned for sure, and so that they that the Chinese intentionally detonated this on their own people, knowing full well the casualties and that it wouldn't have a crazy casualty rate up first, but that it would also make their people immune so that later on they could go through, whenever they do these war operations, these war games or whatever operations the Chinese are involved in, they can go forth and essentially send agents and soldiers out as, 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 as bio-warfare. I know this sounds crazy, but I, did, did you pay attention to what we talked about in the first segment? Antarctica is melting. So don't tell me about what crazy is. We're going to be talking about the Space Force and uh, 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 the new space race in the second segment. So things are getting kind of wild out there. But here, let me get into this. It's a quick news blitz, and then I'll get in this article uh, just to show you guys or explain what's going on with the coronavirus and how that affects more people than just China. This article comes from Michael Snyder over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up February 12th. It says coronavirus outbreak starting to take a serious toll on the global economy. It also says, and this next article comes right here from Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge. They put this up February 7th. It says panicked Hong Kongers hoard food, water, supplies amid coronavirus hysteria. This next one comes from DC Clothesline. They put this up February 10th. It says even the mainstream media is admitting that humanity is facing a perfect storm. Coronavirus outbreak, food prices skyrocket in China. And this next one comes from Drudge Report. The Drudge Report feed, it says fears lead to slumping Chinese food sales. So, and I talked about this briefly uh, this week. I talked about this briefly this week on uh, the transmission about just using the theoretical model of what would happen if Americans didn't receive anything, any shipment packages for two months from China. I mean, a better way to put it, because I'm sure we have a lot of people that drink coffee, uh, imagine you, you not being able to get your coffee for two weeks, two months. Imagine not being able to get uh, those new pair of Jordans or those new clothes or whatever shipments you have coming out of China for two months. Another thing that they're shipping out of China, and we've covered it over here on the show a few times, is fentanyl. Okay, let's take that angle. What happens when these people who have uh, debilitating diseases or people who say they have debilitating diseases but get these drugs anyway just because they like how it makes them feel? What happens whenever they can't get their meds? What happens whenever they start going through withdrawal or jonesing, right? Are they going to even want the meds from a tainted China in the first place? Just truly think about what could go on if they stop shipping and doing business with China for extended periods of time, how that's going to hurt the global economy. These people produce everything. They can't not work. There was a video, I didn't get around to posting it this week, but there was a video, Zero Hedge uh, posted an article on it, that China's going right back to work. And when you go look at the video, they've put a sanitation net, some kind of tarp over their entire office. The computers are covered, the laptops are covered, the hard drives are covered, the cubicle is covered, the person's covered, and you're just seeing this person tap and type as if nothing's, nothing's going on underneath a sheet in a tarp, though. China can't not work. 
And so this is a huge human rights violation. Again, again, just take it back too, because you have this being exported, diseases being exported. There was an article we posted about too earlier this week, bird flu being announced in China, and then I think it was at Dulles Air Force Base or Dulles, uh, Dulles Air Force or Dulles Airport. They, they, they confiscated a bag that was full of birds <laughs> as a delicacy for their cat. And so what I'm trying to say is they're exporting all these different things. They have a very different uh, diet, a very different chemistry than us, no doubt. And, and, and people have to understand what this is going to do. You're having people, and, and I talked about this just last week, and now there's information coming out saying that the incubation period for coronavirus is past two weeks. It's past the 14 days. It's now 24 days. And so they're letting people through holding them for sure for two weeks, but then letting them leave to where they can go on to go infect other people. You see how this is just a time bomb. This is just a ticking time bomb. So the black swan event, the COVID-19 black swan event, some people were saying that it was deliberately designed to uh, cripple the Chinese economy. You have some Chinese people saying that Americans, that it was America that dropped the bomb on them somehow. And that infected them. I don't know how that would happen, but here we are. The COVID-19 black swan event is to where it cripples the world economy, to where the world begins to, rea to react to this. So it's not only, like, it's, it's, it's not only about the, the, the global health security agenda and uh, instituting like a global vaccination program, quarantine measures, and so much more. It's also to begin to ask people, how can we recover from these things? Here, let me get into this article. This is, uh, this is from... Sons of Liberty Media. It's by Michael Snyder. It says coronavirus outbreak starting to take serious toll on the global economy. Factories all over China have been shutting down. Global supply chains have been hit by an unprecedented shock. The Baltic Dry Index is absolutely collapsing. The tourism industry is absolutely devastated and companies all over the globe are warning that sales will be lower than anticipated this quarter. This, corona out, this coronavirus outbreak is already taking a very serious toll on the global economy. And as experts are warning that we could still be in the very early chapters of this crisis. If this outbreak ultimately evolves into a horrifying worldwide pandemic that kills millions of people, what will the global economy look like a few months from now? For the moment, more than 98% of the confirmed cases are still in China, but that could soon change. And if this virus does not start spreading in other countries, like it is in China, that could rapidly push us into a deep global recession. Many are fearing the, fearing the worst. In fact, Forbes is already labeling this outbreak a black swan event. A black swan event is termed on Wall Street that is a term used on Wall Street that refers to a rare and, and unpredictable occurrence that is beyond what is expected and has severe consequences. It's derived from European explorers who had previously thought that all swans were white and only white, as that was all they knew. They were overcome with shock and confusion when Dutch explorer William van Leiden, William de Leiden de, discovered the existence of black swans in Australia. The coronavirus is a black swan event, which, has, which may have many serious consequences for you, your job, the stock market, and the global economy. Needless to say, China is feeling the most economic pain from this outbreak so far. In this sort of environment, it, is, it makes sense that China, the very few Chinese citizens would want to buy homes, and that is precisely what we are currently witnessing. Bloomberg cited a new report via, chi via 
China Merchant Securities, CMCS, uh, CM, CMSC, that said new apartment sales cr- crashed 90% in the first week of February over the same period last year. Sales of existing homes in eight cities plunged 91% over the same period. This sector is bracing for a worse impact uh, than the 2003 SARS pandemic, said Bei Zhuan, an analyst at the property consulting firm China Index Holdings, LTD. Quote, in 2003, the home market was on a cyclical rise. Now it's already reeling from an adjustment. We have never seen an economic catastrophe of this nature since the communists took power in China. And everyone agrees that all the Chinese economic numbers are going to be absolutely terrible for the foreseeable future. And since more global trade goes through China than anywhere else in the world, the ripple effects are literally being felt all over the planet. In fact, The Baltic Dry Index has fallen more than 80% since September and is rapidly headed toward an all-time low. The BDI is now in freefall, closing at 46.6 on Monday, down over 80% since September 2019. Rates from capsized bulkers, vessels from capsized bulkers are now at $3,000 to $4,000 per day. Wow. Less than a third of their midterm, mid-teens break-even rates. With economic activity all over the world steadily slowing down, there just isn't a lot of demand right now, and large shipping companies are potentially facing an extended slump. But things are going to be even worse for the tourism industry. After what we've witnessed in a few days, a few recent days, very few people are going to want to set foot on a cruise ship anytime soon. In particular, the case of the Diamond Princess continues to make headlines all over the world, and the number of conformed cases on board has now risen to 174. 174 cases aboard a, a cruise ship vessel, and they can't dock anywhere. I think it's either they can't dock any. No, there's another cruise ship out there that doesn't have any cases that can't dock anywhere, and the Diamond Princess, I think, is docked in New Jersey with 175 cases. And even then, all those people are slowly, gradually going to get infected as well because I'm sure a cruise ship doesn't really have a lot of quarantine procedures. And so this is what I mean by the black swan event, the COVID-19 black swan event. The business that we would be doing with China crippled. Whatever it is they're exporting crippled. This is why I'm telling you guys, you need to buy storable food. You need to buy storable food. You may have seen me post about it. I need to start making a, a big deal about it because I'm telling you, we're going to be getting into the, the FEMA camps and stuff like this. There's places, those FEMA camps are already buying it up. The Department of Defense is buying up storable goods. FEMA camps are, are buying up storable goods. Corporations are buying up storable goods. Banks are buying up storable goods. If you go to any one of these big box shops, their storable goods aren't there. C- certain, certain Walmart areas near certain military bases, I don't want to say which ones, they don't have... Uh, they don't have bulk food. And so you're not going to hear a lot of uh, panic come from the establishment. You're not going to hear a lot of panic coming from uh, state-approved media, mainstream media, any of this type of stuff, because it would create a panic. They have to respond uh, with solidarity and strength because this would infect the world and (laughs) and a lot of people with fear. And so quietly, you have military bases, banks, corporations, Places that are trying to, you know, do lockdown procedures, you have them preparing for these types of events. And that's what I'm saying. Get storable food. Really, really learn to cut back on your diet, adjust your intake. I don't want to say start counting your calories, but meal prep. Really, really like, (laughs) this is why I have to do all of what I'm explaining in such a short amount of time 
on exclusive members is because this is essentially life-saving things that cannot be discussed in passing. And that's why I want to be able to have a nice presented package for you guys where you can go look it up, ask all the content, ask all the questions you want. Just be prepared. When I told you at the start of the year, before any of this hit the fan, when I told you to be prepared, this is what I meant. I didn't know these types of things were happening. I didn't know this was going to happen. But here we are, two months in the two months in the 2020, and we're talking about pandemics, plagues, anomalous weather events. All I can say is get prepared. That's why we pulled my Patriot Supply on. That's why we're going to take them on as a as a as a as an affiliate, and that's why we're going to promote their stuff. That's why we're going to carry it because this event, even if it's not this event, this event is massive. And the implications of it are just being felt. So, you know, this is this is this is the world that we're in. So, before I jump into uh, the coronavirus and all the other crazy things regarding that, uh, I just want to say, and I'm po- I pointed this out earlier this week as well. Uh, there's information coming out with the coronavirus saying that it has the characteristics of HIV and AIDS. And for someone like myself, I kind of shook my head a little bit and said, that's a, that's a very strange mutation to take on. Uh, what would happen with that? And then again, I shake my head and I start thinking, where have we heard about HIV and AIDS in a more recent term kind of being weaponized or at least uh, made redundant? And what I'm really trying to set you guys up to say, or what I'm, what I'm trying to set this up to say is, do you remember the Chinese geneticist, Xie Jinku, or Xie Jinkui? He was a Chinese geneticist who basically came out towards the end of 2018 and he talked a lot about basically uh, genetically engineering two Chinese children. (laughs) Genetically engineering two Chinese children. And whenever he did that, he basically blew the whistle that yes, China is getting involved in genetic modification. That indeed... They have the capabilities to monitor your genome and that they're doing it, that they're going to go ahead and do it Uh, out of nowhere. You know, he just kind of disappears. He pops up on the world stage, tells the world, hey, guess what? Uh, We are genetically modifying children. Nana and Lulu were their names. Uh, We're making them genetically resistant to HIV and AIDS. And then fast forward to where we are today. And now that very same mutation has taken on to where it, it, it exemplifies uh, AIDS, or it, 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 it resembles AIDS. And so what I'm trying to say is, you see the long-term incremental things that we've discussed. Eugenics, genetic modification, making an entire race of people immune to a certain disease as they release it, killing off an entire few generations prior to. You have to understand that we're not dealing with your regular-day psychopaths, your regular-day sociopaths. We're dealing with technocratic uh, Satanists or technocratic occultists and satanic scientists. I'm telling you, these people are tied into something else. This is mad evil. This is evil genius level of destruction that we're talking about. You see. So here, let me let me get back into these things because we're we're jumping all over the place talking about how wild things are. And I really don't think you can blame me. Uh, But here, let's get back into these topics. Uh, Nana and Lulu, the Chinese children that were genetically engineered. Just keep this in mind because these are the, these are the same things you're going to start seeing. You're going to hear people saying that vaccines 
and gene therapy are going to be the only way for us to fight this. But where would people actually receive said vaccines? How would you be able to institute the so-called global health security agenda? Well, here, let me get in this article right here. We put this up February 11th. It comes from Sons of Liberty Media. It's by Michael Snyder. And I'll just do a quick little blitz as well. Uh, there's another article right here from Activist Post. It says, U.S. military plans basis for quarantine. Leaked funeral home phone calls offers more evidence that China is lying. This next one comes from Drudge Report feed. They say the military has mass quarantine camps set up in the USA. Let me get into this. It says, if the coronavirus is not a serious threat, then why is the U.S. government preparing to quarantine victims all over America? As you will see below, 11 U.S. military bases located closer to close to major airports are being converted into quarantine centers for potential patients. When I first learned about this, I was greatly alarmed because we have all seen what is going on in China right now. People are literally being physically dragged out of their homes and are being forcibly relocated to mass quarantine camps with hordes of other very sick people. Sadly, many of them will never come out of those camps alive. If this virus starts spreading like wildfire here in the United States, is it possible that something similar could start happening here? The vast majority of the confirmed cases are still in China, but over the last couple of weeks, the number of cases in the rest of the world has escalated dramatically. Back on January 20th, there were only four cases confirmed outside of China, and now there are 464. At this point, there are victims in at least 28 different countries, and that number is almost certain to keep growing. I said that last week, too. The numbers that were coming out of China were lies. It's, it's, it's dramatically increased. And so every week, unfortunately, we're going to have to be caught up with numbers of potential cases. And what's even more dangerous about this is it resembles the flu. It has the genetic markers and genetic structure of something that looks akin to uh, HIV and AIDS, but it takes on physical characteristics of looking like the pneumonia, like pneumonia or the flu. And as I said before, the incubation period is now no longer 14 days. It's now 24 days before you're even able to show symptoms. And so when you have people catching the flu, people getting their, their flu shots, already people that have compromised immune systems, look at the communicability of this actual disease and where it could actually go. Let me get back into this. It says the reason why the virus has already spread to so many nations is because it is highly contagious. Scientists have discovered that it, is, that it can be transmitted from person to person very easily. It has an incubation period of up to 24 days, and it can survive on smooth surfaces for up to nine days. And smooth surfaces are, you know, standing things, door handles, uh, car handles, uh, window seals, stuff like that. If this coronavirus starts spreading very rapidly in the Western world, it is going to create a tremendous amount of panic. Many are still trying to compare this virus to the common flu, but that is a huge mistake. China would never lock down major cities for weeks on end for the flu. It's like the equivalent of four Los Angeleses being put on lockdown. Obviously, there is something really big happening, and the United States government is preparing for a worst-case scenario. According to the Miami Herald, 11 military bases inside the United States are currently in the process of being transformed into, that's right, quarantine centers. 11 military bases near major airports in the United States are setting up quarantine centers for possible coronavirus patients, the Department of Defense said. 
The Department of Health and Human Services asked the Pentagon for quarantine space in case beds fill up at other coronavirus centers around the country, according to the DOD statement. And we said just last week that the Pentagon was preparing to quarantine a thousand people. And just this week, (laughs) 11 military bases are like, yes, sir, let's get these people in. Continuing on, it says, is this an indication that the threat that this virus poses to our country is far greater than we are being told? The Department of Defense has released a statement about this new program, and in that statement, the 11 military bases were specifically identified. And I went over them earlier, but uh, if you guys forgot, or I went over where they're located. I'll just tell you what the bases are. Uh, it's J.B. JB Pearl Harbor and Hickman. What is that? I don't know what that is. Hickman, Hawaii, I guess. Great Lakes Training Center, Navy Base in Illinois. Uh, the Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, the March Air Force Reserve Base in California, the Travis Air Force Base in California, Dobbins Air Reserve Base in Georgia, Fort Hamilton uh, in New York, Naval Base Kitsap in Washington, Joint Base Anacostia in in D.C., Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in New Jersey, Fort Custer Training Center at the DTW. Okay. Hopefully not all those facilities will be needed, but things are certainly looking more grim with each passing day. For example, the number of confirmed cases on a cruise ship on a cruise ship anchored off the coast of Japan nearly doubled on Monday. Of the total people of the total number of people that have been infected, at least 24 of them are Americans. There are at least 24 Americans among the 135 people infected with the Wuhan coronavirus aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship, according to the information from the, from the Princess cruise ship and a CNN tally. Japanese authorities are still testing hundreds of passengers aboard on the board, uh, which has been stuck at the harbor of Japanese capital Tokyo for almost a week now. Once the quarantine of that cruise ship is over, those Americans will certainly want to return home. So we already have 13 confirmed cases here in America. Right there, you got 24 of them just cooking, incubating. Think about what's going on. This is becoming an epidemic. Again, and I'll, I'll read this to you guys right after this, but again, a global, a global pandemic right here. North Korea is concealing the coronavirus outbreak. Officials are told to quickly dispose of the bodies. Says while the coronavirus has officially reached 28 countries with with over 40,000 people officially infected and over 900 fatalities, North Korea, which has a woefully ill-prepared medical infrastructure, is concealing a massive outbreak of the disease, according to the Daily Beast. There have been reports filtering out about North Koreans falling prey to coronavirus despite Kim Jong-il sealing its 880-mile border with China. Quote, most of it along the Yalu River into the Yellow Sea to the west, as well as its 11-mile border with Russia. One sure sign of the regime's fears is that it failed to stage a parade in central Pyongyang on Saturday, the 72nd anniversary of the founding of the country's armed forces. Last year, Kim Jong-un himself presided over the procession that displayed the North Korea's latest missiles and other fearsome hardware, along with the goose-stepping soldiers in, in serried ranks. This year, nothing about the nation's nuclear warheads, much less the new strategic weapon that Kim has vowed to unveil. Rodong Sinhum, the newspaper of the ruling ruling Workers' Party, merely cited that the armed forces' supposed success combating severe and dangerous difficulties and nothing about the parade. And so basically it just goes on to talk about how one of the first patients in North Korea was hospitalized and they they, they basically were unable to treat it. They didn't know. But once they started reading... Reports regarding it around the rest of the world, that's when they started again 
burning bodies. So what I'm really just trying to break down to you guys is this is becoming an epidemic by, by, by all means. We started off this week, and I'm going to play for you guys this quick video. We started off this week of, of, of Chinese authorities running into apartment buildings and de detaining people. Last week, we showed you a video of Chinese authorities taking a Chinese woman from her car and then either sh injecting her with some kind of sedative, snapping her neck, or her dying from the coronavirus right there. Either way, none of those were good outcomes. This week, we're talking about how China is literally dragging people out of their homes and sending them to mass quarantine camps. <laughs> describe it for our audio listeners you know these draconian measures that we talked about just last week are right here it's where they're kidnapping and detaining people in the very same way that i'm telling you that some of these people on the diamond princess will never see the light of the day is the very same way that i'm telling you that people who go to these mass quarantine camps either in china or here in america they may not see the light of day not everybody's going to be able to get cured from this you see not everybody's going to be able to walk through those gates that they came in through a lot of people are going to die in these places Hong Kong, for, uh, I mean, for, with Hong Kong, China is literally setting up quarantine camps in Hong Kong to send people there to die. Some people are saying it's like dying in your bathroom. The only thing that's different is you have your cell phone. This is nuts. These are the draconian measures that are actually being praised by the United Nations to help fight this. And so, again, because we're seeing such a, such a crazy wave of stuff happen so fast, a lot of people are asking very different questions. We talked, we talked about this just last week. We played the clip for you guys where we had Senator Tom Cotton saying that this looks like, this looks like a, like, like, like this looks like a man-made disease. This looks like this was created. People are saying, oh no, this should, stop, stop being a conspiracy theorist. Here, let me play for you guys a quick clip. And then I'll play for you the more updated statement because now he's demanding that Beijing prove this was not a coronavirus. But here, I'll play for you the quick clip where he talks about the, the, the so-called origins of the coronavirus. Let's listen. They also claimed for almost two months until earlier this week that it had originated in a seafood market in Wuhan. Locals have contracted it from animals and say bat soup or snake tartare. That is not the case. The Lancet published a study last weekend demonstrating that of the original 40 cases, 14 of them had no contact with the seafood market, including patient zero. As one epidemiologist said, that virus went into the seafood market before it came out of the seafood market. We still don't know where it originated. 
Could have been another seafood market. Could have been a farm. Could have been a food processing company. I would note that China, that Wuhan also has China's only biosafety level four super laboratory that works with the world's most deadly pathogens to include, yes, coronavirus. And so here is the updated statement of him demanding uh, that they prove that the coronavirus is not a uh, that, 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 that the coronavirus is not a bioweapon. Let's take a listen. Although, as you suggest, I'm afraid that the coronavirus could actually be the single biggest threat to both global and U.S. growth in this year. Senator, I, I just want to go back to the comments from the Chinese ambassador uh, to the United States. Uh, over the weekend, he said it's very harmful, it's very dangerous to stir up suspicion, rumors, and spread them among the people. For one thing, this creates panic. Another thing is that it will fan up racial discrimination, xenophobia, and all these things that will really harm our joint efforts to combat the virus. Obviously, on the Intelligence Committee, you know more about what's happening. How, how firm are you in your concerns about this? So I have two responses to the Chinese ambassador. One, the thing that really is harmful, that really spreads fear, is China lying about the origins of this disease and about the number of people who have it and excluding American and other Western scientists from China to try to get to the bottom of it. Second, in terms of the claims of racism, the Chinese people are the first and the worst victims of the Chinese Communist Party. We should all hold them in our prayers and hope that we can get a vaccine because they are the people who are most harmed by the Chinese government's incompetence and duplicity. Although, as you suggest, I'm afraid that the coronavirus could actually be... I, I definitely agree. And we'll get into that. Well, don't worry. We're, we're, we're going to talk about the vaccine and everything else they have coming up. But I just think it's important that we understand that there are people in high places asking what is going on with this. This is not natural. This is not a naturally occurring disease. Who made this? We're looking at the structure of it, and we can tell. It's got a fingerprint. Who made this? How did it get there? Like he said, patient zero didn't have anything from the from that food market so how did they contract the virus we'll keep our eye on that too because it's a global pandemic getting back into the craziness that we're talking about right here world health organization now warns that the coronavirus is enemy number one and more powerful than terrorism this ties into what again i was saying with the war on disease this next article headline comes from sthf plans by max lavo it says the who warns Prepare for an acceleration of the coronavirus outbreak. I'm going to do a quick news blitz with a few more articles. Uh, the World Health Organization has also declared that a vaccine is 18 months away. This next one comes from Michael Snyder over there at DC Clothesline. It says, scientists discover that the coronavirus has an incubation period of up to 24 days and now can survive for nine days on a smooth surface. So your iPad, your phone, things like this. Uh, this next one comes from End Times Headlines. It says, experts warn it's too late to stop the coronavirus as 5 million people are left, as 5 million people have left the zombie land known as Wuhan before the lockdown. This next one comes from IntelliHub. They say Hong Kong coronavirus expert warns that the outbreak could infect between 60 to 80 percent of humanity, killing 51 million and this next one is, again, from Zero Hedge. More talks of the Black Swan event. It says China's banks face a, tree, a, a $6 trillion coronavirus cataclysm 
if the epidemic is not contained soon. $6 trillion gone right out the window because this is not contained. This last one comes from Zero Hedge, and I think it's crazy because it just explains and confirms to me on a different level what's going on with China. President Xi claims that the outbreak will ultimately benefit China's economy as the U.S. confirms their 13th case. So President Xi Jinping of China has declared that their, that their economy will benefit from this. China will do well from this. We will improve from this virus. We will grow from this virus. If that doesn't sound like a crazy Machiavellian type of statement, I'm not sure what is. But here, let me get back into this. The World Health Organization declaring that this is the enemy number one. The war on disease. Again, again, the global health security agenda preparing to take care of everyone. It sounds altruistic in, in, in theory, but what about in practicality? Let's get into this article. We put this up February 11th. It's from The Mind Unleashed. It's by Emma Fialia. It says the World Health Organization on Tuesday named the novel coronavirus that has killed at least 1,017 people in China while sickening 43,000 more enemy number one. The organization also warned that the virus is public enemy number one. The new coronavirus has officially been given a pronounceable name quote, related to the disease, who Director General Tedros Ghebreyes told reporters in Geneva, the novel coronavirus is now called COVID-19, having been previously referred to as simply Wuhan for the Chinese city in which it originated, as well as the 2019 NCOV. According to officials, the CO is for coronavirus, the VI is for virus, the D is for disease, and the 19 is for the year in which it was first detected. Quote, having a name matters to prevent the use of other names that can be inaccurate or stigmatizing, Tedros said. Quote, it also gives us a standard format to use for any future coronavirus outbreaks. Who reports uh, that the first vaccine for what the organization is calling a global threat worse than terrorism could be only 18 months away. Speaking of the threat posted by the COVID-19, Tedros said, quote, to be honest, a virus is more powerful in creating political, economic and social upheaval than any terrorist attack. Quote, a virus can be more powerful, can have more powerful consequences than any terrorist action. If the world doesn't wake up to and consider this enemy virus as public enemy number one, I don't think we will learn from our lessons. Quote, the virus has so far been confirmed in 24 countries and territories outside of mainland China, Tedros explained. Or Tedros ex expressed concerns that the virus could create havoc in countries that are ill-prepared to fight it. Quote, with 99% of cases in China, this remains very much an emergency for that country, but one that holds a very grave threat for the rest of the world. And this is what we mean by the global pandemic. This is what we mean by event 201. And so what do they say? 18 months? 18 months and y'all gonna have that vaccine ready for me? Oh, cool. Cool. You just have to wait 18 months to not try to contract this disease. You just have to try to keep your health in check for 18 months and then you can go get shot up to have it screwed up. The vaccine's only 18 months away. Oh man, I can work with that. I can work with that, but you see, that's how that works. Fear, fear, fear. We'll have the solution. I just want to plug this in right here. Five therapeutic effects of honey in treating wounds and infections. 
and actually talks about uh, how some honey can fight stomach infections. It's one of the third. That's the third one here. It's got references and everything. You guys can go check this out. If anything, I'll put the uh, I'll put the link for this in the description bar below, so you can go read it up yourself. But when paired with green or black tea, honey can be honey can treat other symptoms, types of stomach conditions such as infections caused by Heliobacter pylori. Uh, this bacterial infection often causes gastritis and stomach inflammation, uh, peptic ulcer disease, and certain types of stomach cancers. A 2015 study revealed that consuming honey or green tea on a daily on on a daily basis can decrease the prevalence of H. pylori infection. And so I'll put the link for more of this in the description bar below. If you guys want to look at the benefits of honey, because there's so many antibacterial and antimicrobial benefits to having that type of stuff, um, just get healthy. You know, it, it, it's, it, this is stuff that people can recover from. But I think what happens is because we don't have a huge knowledge, a, hu- a huge understanding of biology, uh, vitamins, nutrients, supplements, nutraceuticals, and so much more, people are kind of scared, and so they can they can use the whole this whole epidemic to build up support for them to create uh, a demand for vaccines, you know? So when they say that vaccines are only 18 months away, that, that tells you that they've been working on it for quite some time, you know? And this is, this is what's crazy too. Um, and I said this earlier, Johnson & Johnson are behind actually coming up with a vaccine for it. And what's even crazier about it is these guys are going through a lawsuit right now where their talcum powder, their baby powder, has been known to give people breasts and these are the people that actually want to create vaccines, that kind of seems, you know, a little counterproductive to me. You know, I won't lie to you. I really won't. And so as we're talking about vaccines, uh, maintaining your health, and so much more, another strange thing came out this week that kind of alludes toward this and really makes me kind of scratch my head in confusion, or at least look at this in, in, in apprehension. This comes from Time of the Times. They put this up February 12th. It says, Cure for all viruses. Scientists discover the Holy Grail, which could lead to a universal vaccine. If you guys haven't seen Will Smith's I Am Legend, this is exactly what it sounds like. When all kinds of people develop these strange diseases and then out of nowhere, they develop a vaccine to cure cancer. And then, lo and behold, all these people who receive the vaccine end up dying from it. Very, very strange. The very same thing could happen with this coronavirus. That's why a lot of people are looking at it with with, with very shady eyes. But let me continue on and uh, get into this article with you good people. It says, researchers at the Massachusetts General Hospital in the U.S. have uncovered the Achilles heel of most viruses which plague mankind and could soon develop a universal vaccine. Vaccine research, development, and testing takes a long time, as the ongoing coronavirus outbreak has shown, but that is because researchers devote their time, attention, and resources to targeting specific viruses one by one. But now, scientists at the MGH have located what may prove to be a game-changing breakthrough for humanity, which could strengthen our bodies and make them impervious to most, most viruses. Quote, the goal is to understand how our immune system works in order to create treatments that work against a range of viruses, not just a vaccine against a particular one, said Kate Jeffrey, head of the study in a hospital release or hospital press release. The so-called Achilles heel of most viruses is actually just a simple protein called AGO4, which has been shown to have unique antiviral effects in mammalian cells. When studying mice, researchers found that only cells deficient in AGO4 were hypersensitive to infections like the influenza virus. 
So once they can, so so once they can figure out how to reinforce our body's is natural defense uh, defenses with AGO4, viruses will no longer stand a chance of infecting us, theoretically at least. Quote, the next step is determine how wide the spectrum of action of this protein is for any type of virus, says Jeffrey. And when and then when we need to figure out how to increase the activity of AGO4 to enhance protection against viral infections, we'll do that. While more work needs to be done, this is an exciting step towards a universal vaccination and potential treatment against some of the world's deadliest viruses. A cure-all? A massive cure-all? You know, I just have to say this real quick. I want to get into this, and then I'll, play, I'll close out this segment for you guys, playing a Chinese propaganda video where these people who are infected with the coronavirus are supposed to be dancing happily. I just want to get into this article where we, where we cover the U.S. military coming up with a plan to, to, to deal with epidemics. Because I've been going on this rant about the global health security agenda, this vaccination agenda, the FEMA camps, the martial law, the medical martial law, and this is it. And this is it. Just the other week, we put up a, a, a post from Activist Post, February 6th, that says that the U.S. Army is developing uniforms that destroy bioweapons in minutes. So what did I start this whole segment off talking to you guys about? About, about uh, Chinese geneticists making uh, children immune to HIV and AIDS. Now we have the Army coming up with global campaign campaign for pandemics and creating uh, uh, uniforms that destroy bioweapons. We're in those days. This is what I mean by the war on disease. And when people join the service, the armed services, they get shot up with a vaccine. They get the good kind. They don't get the kind from Walgreens or CVS or your local pharmacy. They get the ones that actually work. You see. Let me get into this article. It says, it appears that the U.S. military is taking this coronavirus outbreak extremely seriously. That's why they're activating 11 military bases and converting them into quarantine centers. It says an executive order has been issued, which has initiated the implementation of the, quote, Department of Defense Global Campaign Plan for Pandemic Influenza and Infectious Disease, 3551-13. We don't know all of the details of this plan, but we do know that it instructs U.S. military officials to, quote, prepare for widespread outbreaks. Many in the mainstream media continue to try to convince us that the virus is not much more dangerous than the common flu. But if that is true, then why is our military taking such a drastic step? The following comes from from a Military Times article. This is an executive order issued by the Joint Staff and approved by by the Defense Secretary Mark Esper this month directed Northern command and geographic combatant commanders to in, to initiate pandemic plans which include ordering commanders to prepare for widespread outbreaks and confining service members with a history of travel to China the navy and the marine corps messages issued tuesday and wednesday respectively reference an executive order directing us northern command to implement the department of defense global campaign plan for pandemic influenza and infectious disease 3551-13 For now, we are not being told the specific details of this plan, and when Northern Command was asked about it, they issued a very vague statement. Quote, We coordinate with other combatant commands to assess potential impacts in the event of a pandemic, and we ensure that the U.S. military is poised to respond as required, said Northern Command in a statement emailed to the Military Times. Quote, The military profession fosters a culture of planning 
and the fact that we are conditioning or coordinating planning efforts across the geographical combatant com- commands is consistent with how we prepare to respond if directed. Thankfully, the virus is not spreading widely inside the United States so far, but that could change at any time on, and on Wednesday, a 14th case in the U.S. was confirmed. A second person was evacuated from Wuhan, China, to a U.S. Marine base near San Diego, has been diagnosed with the new coronavirus, raising the tally of the confirmed cases in the United States to 14, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention reported on Wednesday. The patient was among 232 individuals who had, placed quarantine, who were pla- who had been placed under quarantine at a Marine Corps air station Miramar after being airlifted from the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan earlier this month, CDC spokeswoman Anna Toro said. But 14 confirmed cases is just a tiny drop in the bucket compared to the more than 59 confirmed cases in China. We should be thankful that the low number of cases in this country. But Dr. Dr. Nancy Messionaire is warning that, quote, we will we are likely to see community spread in the U.S. at some point. Top health officials prepared Americans for the prospect of the novel coronavirus spreading in communities in the United States during a Wednesday news conference. Quote, at some time, we are more likely to see community spread in the United States, said Dr. Nancy Messionaire, director of the National Center for Immunization and, Re- and Respiratory Disease. And if we do start seeing tens of thousands of confirmed cases here, the level of fear is going to, dr- is to, is going to rise dramatically, and a lot of people are, not going, are going to be going completely nuts. In fact, we're already seeing some strange things happen. I put this up before coming on the air because it was it, it, it's indicative. It, 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 it reminded me of everything we started this show for. Jade Helm 15, UX 16, Operation Gotham Shield, Thunderstorm Spiral, and now this, this, this camp, the global campaign plan for pandemic 3551-13, medical martial law. I, I, I'm telling you, we're desensitized to seeing trucks or to seeing tanks and heavily armored vehicles driving on the freeway now. When I'm telling you that military bases around the country are buying up storable goods, they're not wanting to cause a pandemic because we're having to come up with a plan. More information about this campaign information is going to come out because it's not something that you can keep quiet. And we definitely are going to be talking about it. What we're essentially talking about, and it sounds crazy, is how can the American public or how can the American military and government get away with kidnapping and detaining people for indefinite periods of time? What's even more strange about this is Obama signed that in the NDAA years ago in 2011 and 2000 uh, in, in, in 2011 going into 2012. The impossible or the the indefinite detention of people. And now that's what these people do. That's what these Illuminati Freemasons, that's what these saboteurs, these Sabbateans, that's what they want. These Jacobins, that's what they want. They need to have some kind of problem to bring forth the New World Order. How many times? I forget who it was. It was one of these high up muckety mucks that said when he dies, he wants to come back as a disease to wipe out a significant part of the population to help unify the rest of the world. You heard, I, I read you an article headline from Zero Hedge. President Xi Jinping agrees, says that this pandemic, this outbreak will be a good thing for China. Understand the type of people that we're dealing with. Understand that we're literally dealing with those, those, those technocratic occultists and those satanic Satanists who have IQs well over hundreds, probably into the 200s, being given and green-lit to do all this crazy stuff. But here, 
So I can close out this segment to show you that we are in those days. You can't trust what you see, and you've got to learn discernment and really understand what's going on. Let me play for you guys this quick video, this Chinese propaganda video that shows coronavirus victims in the detainment facility dancing happily. That's right. Like, yeah, we don't have, we don't have coronavirus. Everything's okay. Yay. Oh my god. That sounds like the Chinese version of Bruno Mars. I'll describe it, I'll describe it for you guys, for our audio listeners. Essentially what you have is uh, people in white suits, these hazmat suits, doing basically group exercise, saying, all right, let's do jumping jacks, wave your hands, move your feet, you know, show you're alive, show you're happy. Don't you dare disrespect the Chinese party. Yay, yay, show them we're happy, it's awesome, we're healthy, we're, we're good. And I can't help but think how many of these people are going to be able to go home and see their families. I can't help but think that. And I can't also help but think that this weird video eerily reminds me of China's re-education camps, China's thought transformation centers. It's a very real thing. It's where they take Christians. It's where they take Muslims. It's where they take Buddhists. It's where they take religious extremists. It's where they take people who don't abide by the state. And that's one of the strange theories that we see coming out these days, is that this, this, this coronavirus is actually a cover-up for control, that it allows for China to seize control, to quiet their political dissidents. This is why they put a quarantine facility in Hong Kong. We're not really hearing anything come out from them, are we? You see, the COVID-19 black swan event is much deeper than you think. And when I tell you that we're in the birth pangs of it, we're just now seeing these things start. But like a clock down, or like a countdown, and like a clock, other parts of other agendas are taking place. So we'll keep our eye on this coronavirus or the COVID-19 disease. We'll try to keep you guys informed and up to date with what we know as it comes out. But people should just really be cautious, not only of the vaccine, but everything else that's coming out of China. Fentanyl, drugs, propaganda, and so much more. This is the world that's being created, and this is the COVID-19, the black swan event. But what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into essentially the setting up of space, the breakaway civilization. Uh, earlier at the start of this year, Donald Trump announced uh, the registration or the declaration of the space force so to speak and and now the breakaway civilization the military industrial complex all of that stuff the black budget stuff the secret space program it has a label now so as they're releasing the bio warfare things the bio bombs and i talked about this a few years ago as they're releasing all these things getting ready to wipe out the population they're beginning to take the remainder of the elite population into space we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
Salutations, my friends. Have you heard of Shilajit? Well, to be quite honest, neither had I. But then I started doing some research and I found out that it was part of the Hindu Ayurvedic system of medicine. And for hundreds of years since its discovery, it's had the potential to help people live a healthy and balanced life. Here, let me read off some of the benefits for you guys. It increases your energy, boosts your libido, balances your mood, supports healthy aging, decalcifies your pineal gland, and we all understand how important that is, supports healthy brain health. Uh, it also helps regulate your hormones. There are so many benefits to taking this that I cannot put them in this single video. You can mix it in with tea. Uh, I like to mix it in with my pre-workout in the morning. And be careful, it's going to give you that boost. It's going to give you that energetic boost you need to get through your day. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction. Thank <laughs> you.
You like that? I figured you would. I, believe it or not, I actually do really think of you. You know, the, the, the whole idea of even taking breaks, that's like a relatively new concept. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I truly do laugh at what we, at who, at, at, at who I am for sure, uh, and what we've accomplished. And this is why I'm I, I, I want to do more uh, because I know so much more. And so part of that is getting over your own self so that you realize you're more of an asset for everybody else. Um, and sometimes it really is us that brings all the baggage. So with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in and sticking with us. You know, these days, they're only, gonna get, they're only going to get crazier. There's no other way to say it. They're only going to intensify. Um, and I said this earlier. You know, as things intensify, you're going to see a lot of people regressing, blissing out, and disassociating because it is going to be too much, and their poor minds can't handle it. I don't think a lot of people are really equipped to deal with the information that we deal with, the, you know, the, the stuff that's going on in the world these days. And I say that because one of the words and phrases that stuck out to me this year or this, uh, this week was information literacy and how people really aren't educated on a lot of topics they're knowledgeable on a wide variety of things they don't want to know things which is even worse and so when you don't want to know things you have this willful ignorance you're choosing to just shut yourself off from knowing you're going to have a very very narrow-minded view you're going to have a very very closed-minded approach towards things you're going to be a control freak because you're hoping to not have your world shattered this is where cognitive dissonance comes in to where even whenever people are confronted with new information, they, they still choose what they want. They don't learn. They don't grow. And this is very dangerous. This is that mental immaturity or that mental midgetry. That intellectual immaturity is what I call it. The, the mental midgetry. And we really have to stop this. Because there, there are so many different things going on these days that I really don't think we have time uh, to be caught up in, so, in, in, in one such thing which is why these people are going to go ahead and try to figure out how to get a, a vaccine to end all diseases, which is just mind-boggling uh, because you can't stop growth and you can't stop evolution. You can't stop change. And with mutations, change, and everything else that's going on, you can't stop that. So I'm saying all this to say this. The world that we have today is going to be a godsend compared to what's being created. And... It's just, there's there's so many different things going on. There's so many different things going on. And so, earlier this week, I was listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report, and they had an insider on, somebody who basically goes to these United Nations meetings, who's saying, like, hey, guess what? They're, they're having all these meetings about getting together a global government, getting together a global social structure, getting together, like, a global religion... The fascinating episode, truly a fascinating episode. And when I listened to it, he broke down to me how basically, um, basically we're talking about people changing the way people interact with society. He talked about how the idea is to get rid of organized religion, get rid of exclusive truths, get rid of Get, get rid of religion and replace it with a new form of Gaiaism, Praganism. I'll put the link in the description bar below because it was a fantastic interview and I'm definitely going to try to integrate it uh, into it. If 
people are curious as to what it is. It's the insider information on the destruction of Christianity uh, by Steve Quayle and Carl Teshrib over on the Hagman and Hagman Report. It was their February 6th episode. And I'll put that in the description bar below because what I'm going to do is listen to it and take notes of what Mr. Tishrib said because in the actual transmission, he talks about how people at Silicon Valley, how they're these burners, not burnouts, they're these burners that are down to burn humanity to bring forth like a whole new version of us. People in Silicon Valley are they're at these global United Nations meetings too. That Burning Man is just that, that it is basically like a rave. It's like Silicon Valley in rave form to where they're testing new social structures. So why are we talking about this in the segment where we're talking about setting up space? It's because you have technocrats like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and so much more who are going to events like Burning Man, who are connecting with people at Silicon Valley, who are having these discussions of going to Mars, going to the moon. And I know some people don't want to think about these things because, well, flat earth, and that's entirely understandable, but these things are still happening. The same way that a lot of these agendas are coming to a head right now, we're, at the, we're on the precipice of a massive paradigm shift. That's why I tell you, all the conspiracy theories that we thought about, the human trafficking, the child sex trafficking, UFOs, you know, the vaccines, the chemtrails, all that, all that stuff is real. We're in a new age. But what, what were they doing all that for, for this? You see. You don't believe me. That's cool. I wouldn't believe me either, bro. I'd be like, where's the proof, dude? Where is the proof, my guy? Well, let me see if I can try to, let me see if I can try to uh, plead my case through a series of videos, articles, and so much more. Early, uh, last year, we we report on a lot of different things as always, but last year we reported on this as Guardian and how their technocracy nation seeks 15 million faithful people. And for people who don't know what Nasgardia is, they are already the first space nation in space. They've declared their independence. They are not beholden to any government for they are a nation of their own. And so you can apply for citizenship for Asgardia. You already have people at Silicon Valley who already work with the military industrial complex, who have agents from the breakaway civilization who are helping siphon money away to help create this, this, this off-world sect of us. This weird, I don't want to call it Star Trek, but Jeff Bezos spoke about this, and I forget what the event was, but he talked about in order for us to save Earth, how we have to leave Earth. That's their motto. The very, way, the very same way that people say we have to spray chemtrails in order to save Earth, or we have to kill ourselves to save Earth, you now have technocrats and scientists saying that in order for us to save Earth, we have to leave Earth. Here, let me play for you this quick clip, and then I'll get into it. And again, start pleading my case. Have you ever traveled through time? We do it every day. Asgardia is a country with a population of more than one million people from all the two foreign countries on Earth. Asgardia gives everyone equal opportunities, no matter what their earthly status is. Possible to create and live in the future right now. Are you ready? Forward progress is the solution to the entire human race. 
Our mission is to bridge new horizons. In Osmaria, there is no limit to the universal development in the fields of technology, finance and arts. Asgardia is a new space and digital economy which creates opportunities for the global economy. We deliver innovations. Do you want to get on board with us? We are developing various kinds of digital businesses, attracting them to the Asgardia platform that can be backed by the means of our umbrella, i.e. franchising of the Asgardia brand. We can not only attract investments into space programs from prominent institutional investors, but also affordable amounts from the citizens of Asgardia. We can price of more than one million people. Asgardia is a chance to realize one's dream. This is a dream-driven space nation. Asgardia is a chance to belong to a community of free-thinking enthusiasts, goal-driven dreamers, and fearless innovators, theorists, and scientists. We are the first space nation. One humanity, one unity. Asgardia. We are creating the future. Whoa. Sorry, guys. I got to go to Asgardia. I'm not going to be human anymore. I am so down to go join Asgardia. That's it. No more. No more human J. No, call me Space J. Space Cadet Asgardian Person J. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I, I played that clip for you guys is because this interesting article popped up today and I felt like it needed some kind of preface that way people understand that this isn't uh, this isn't fluff, that this actually has some, some teeth to it, that this is a movement, and it is actually occurring. But um, right here, technocrat billionaires plot leaving the dying earth. This comes from Michael Moran via the Daily Star. They reposted it over there at Technocracy News. They put it up February 10th. And it says, the very same technocrats who are running society and the physical world into the ground are the first ones who want to get off the planet as it dies from climate change, I don't believe in overpopulation, diseases, etc. Uh, we, we would have less problems if they would oblige. The desire is to reach the heavens as it is as old as the Tower of Babel and has been depicted in art and literature for hundreds of years. Now that the technology exists to do it, technocrats are doing it. Mars is more inhospitable than the Sahara Desert in the middle of summer, yet they deceive themselves that Mars is preferable to living on Earth. Sounds like something a demon would say. Continuing on, it says coronavirus, climate change, overpopulation, rising sea levels, and the ever-present threat of nuclear war. Lots of people would leave this planet if they possibly could, and maybe a few people can. A number of multi-billionaires, notably Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson and Yuri Miller have poured huge chunks of their fortunes into space travel. Maybe they're just squandering their unimaginable wealth on rockets in the same way that the me that millionaires might buy yachts, but some people are speculating that the mecha rich might be planning to flee off-planet. In a New York Times article entitled The Rich Are Planning to Leave This Wretched Planet, Michael Seferendi, who is spearheading the creation of a new, quote, luxury space station called Axiom, revealed that the details of this design are orbitable, 
habitat. He predicted that a holiday on Axiom would cost $55 million, and not only he had he recruited world-famous French designer Philippe Stark to create the station's interior, but he was close to doing a deal with a major European fashion house to provide custom-made spacesuits. He said that the three people had already signed up even though the space station had not yet been launched. The station is slated to receive its first guests in 2022. Elon Musk has made no secret of his plan to establish a permanent settlement on Mars. He has stressed the importance of ensuring that humanity is a multi-planet species so that there will be some of us left behind if the worst should happen. Musk says that, quote, last century we had two massive world wars, three if you count the Cold War. While the PayPal billionaire isn't predicting a global conflict anytime soon, he says, quote, I think it's unlikely that we'll never have another world war again. But noted American media theorist Douglas Rushkoff has written that over that the overall direction of technological development was about creating an escape route for the super rich. He pointed out that the combat robots would would serve very well to guard the bolt houses, or the bolt holes of billionaires remaining on Earth once climate change had reached its end game, and described Elon Musk's planned Mars colony as a less continuation of the human diaspora than a lifeboat for the elite. They can certainly afford a lifeboat. The world's richest have seen their share of the world's total money supply increase from 42% at the height of 2008 to just 50% by the end of 2017. That adds up to about $140 trillion, according to the reports from Credit Suisse. So what they're talking about is they're going to do it, bro. They're going to do it. So you'll have people, flat earthers mostly, that think, oh, you can't go through the firmament. We're not talking about the firmament. When I tell you that they're going to launch themselves into space, then launch the biobombs as they take off, they're going to recognize, okay, so when can we basically go back to Earth? When is it sterilized? When is it cool? When can we re-inhabit it? I know. It truly does sound crazy, doesn't it? Well, here, let me see if I can again continue to prove my point that they are indeed working on, if not air aircraft, spacecraft, not interstellar travel, not intergalactic travel, just spacecraft, just stuff right up there in the ionosphere, just below where they will be spraying the calcium and the carbonate. You see, they want the actual sun's energy. That's how they'll, they'll, they'll power a lot of their ships is through solar technology. <laughs> they'll be able to re they'll have renewable energy. They'll pick up on it. But you see, for us over here on the Earth, they're going to block out the sun. You get how that works? You, you remember what Bill Gates was saying, reflect the, sun's, the sunlight? I hope I'm painting a picture for you here that doesn't look good. Let me get into this next article. It again explains how there is a new space race that the U.S., China, Russia, and Europe all plan for moon bases. This is written by Aaron Kessel of The Minds Unleashed. They put this up February 5th. And like I said, keep all these things in mind. Because even though America has flat Earth running rampant right now to where we don't care about Space Force, we don't care about Air Force, we don't care about nothing. Just because we have this, this, this schism going on doesn't mean that there are other countries out there that are stealing our plans, building these, these ships, and half the time making them operational for half the cost. Just because we don't believe in space travel doesn't mean that there aren't Russians and Chinese. Who are, who, who are stealing our plans. Just keep all that stuff in mind. That's all I'm saying. But let me get into this article. It says, one year ago, in January, 
A Chinese robot landed on the dark side of the moon. Since then, the Chang'e 4 probe and the U-22 rover it carried on board have been busy photographing and scanning minerals, growing yeast, hatching fruit flying eggs, and cultivating cotton, potato, and rape seeds in the moon's low gravity, according to the Daily Beast. Now, China's National Space Administration is quietly planning to launch yet another probe into space. Chang'e 5 could blast off as early as this year. Last year, the Minds Unleashed reported that the U-22 uh, rover came across as a strange gel-like substance, which the Chinese began to study extensively. The Chinese space agency has continued to work on its Tiangan 3 space station and is planning on testing a new manned spacecraft for deep space missions. That permanent space station will reach orbit aboard the country's new Long March S, or the Long March 5B rocket in the first half of 2020, AFP reported. The mission will be associated with the international will not be associated with the ISS. Uh, it is worth noting that China and Europe both planned on building a moon base together in a move of quote international collaboration back in 2017. Europe and Russia are also eyeing plans to send a probe to the dark side of the moon to determine if they should build a base on the moon or on the far side of the lunar surface. And the U.S. hasn't been quiet when it comes to their space race either, with the introduction of the Space Force and plans of its own for a joint base with Russia. For the U.S., the space race, is to build, the, the space race to build a moon base is nothing new. A project known as Horizon was supposedly drawn up in the 1950s that, that seemingly depicts the blueprints from a base on the moon. Project Horizon sought to establish a stationary army base control on the moon by 1966, but the operation was allegedly shut down and canceled, and the idea never further, never, never materialized further. It was reported in a joint announcement by NASA and Russia's Roscosmos State Corporation for Space Activities that the U.S. and Russia wanted to build a moon base the same year that Europe and China announced their cooperation. However, the current plan with Russia resembles another precious proposal called Manned Orbit Manned Orbiting Laboratory, MOLE, which ironically suggested during the Cold War. Russia and the U.S. now seek to revive the plan with a base that will orbit the moon, similar to how the ISS station moves around Earth. So what, uh, another article I didn't get around to posting this week, too, is uh, it's like a, uh, the Chinese or the Russians were like following one of our satellites and it was, a, it was a whole space deal. Happened this week. I didn't get around to posting it. But what I'm trying to talk to you guys about is the creation of just that, setting up space. You'll, and so you'll have people saying all kinds of different stuff, like you can't have ships in space, blah, 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 blah. When we're talking about, you know, uh, designing diseases that are akin to other man-made diseases because HIV is man-made, I, I think we could come up with pretty indestructible material that's lightweight that can extend like extreme heat. I think that we're in different days and age. And so when a lot of people are making these assessments, they're not really thinking about what's at our disposal. Just because you can look it up on Google doesn't mean it's true. Good Lord. Understand that they have their own. Google has its own Google. The Department of Defense has its own Internet, that the Internet itself was a creation <laughs> of the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. <laughs> and we're using their infra we're using their infrastructure to <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. So what I'm trying to tell you is that we don't know half of what's available to us. We're only given crumbs and hoping that there's whistleblowers and people like WikiLeaks that tell us the rest. And we think we know everything. Good lord. Uh but continuing on, 
still still on the vein of talking about the the space force, the breakaway civilization, uh, and all these things. You know, I think one of the creepier, and, and I won't lie, you know, there are times whenever I start thinking about this whole flat Earth thing, and it does kind of make my mind boggle. Um, but I won't lie. Sometimes I start thinking whenever you have people like Elon Musk sitting up all these satellites that I, I, I can't help but think, you know, is there a weird way that he's going to create like an artificial bubble around the Earth, what the flat Earth is called the firmament? Is there any way that these satellites can create an artificial LED screen that can project to us uh, what we think of as stars? And I know that sounds crazy until I figure out a better way to explain it. <laughs> But here, let me get into this article right here that, that plays a that that, that ex, explains what I'm trying to explain a little bit better. It says, "Thanks to Musk and Bezos, the night sky will never be the same." And it casually talks about how they've just thrown all of these different satellites, 5G satellites, into the sky and so much more, and how the stars that we're used to seeing how they won't be there because we're going to be seeing uh, light pollution satellites and all kinds of other stuff floating around. New York SpaceX launched its fourth batch of internet-beaming satellites Wednesday as the company makes an unprecedented push to build a broadband internet business by deploying hundreds of satellites in one year. About 60 small satellites were fired into orbit atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida. Liftoff occurred shortly after 9 a.m. Eastern Time. This batch of satellites will join more than 170 others that SpaceX launched on three previous missions. As many as 22 more launches are lined up for 2020, potentially growing the company's broadband constellation, called Starlink, to more than 1,500 satellites. SpaceX has regulatory approval to launch a total of more than 10,000 satellites. The company is also seeking approval to deploy another 30,000 on top of that. The goal is wow. to offer affordable internet service to parts of the United States and Canada by mid-2020, and eventually to be cheap. New York SpaceX launched its fourth batch of internet beaming. Affordable internet by 2020. I think she's trying to say 2020. So keep that in mind. He said over, over 30,000 different satellites for affordable internet to create a, a panopticon, just, just geospatial intelligence that just watches everything. Imagine that, 30,000 different satellites, just up there, boom, watching your every move. Just think about that. And this is Elon Musk's satellites, too. But, okay, what's, what's the point? What are you trying to say, EJ? What about, what about Elon Musk's satellites, EJ? Well, hold on now. Just get, because we're, we're aware of RF transmission. RF transmissions, frequencies, of radio frequencies and things like that, uh, EMF frequencies and things like that, being able to send signals, you know, we're understanding the power and the importance of 5G and the deadly dangers and everything else that comes with that. Just imagine that, 30,000 uh, uh, satellites up there in the sky, boom, just flying around, sending and receiving information. Who's to say that one of those satellites can't be equipped with some kind of modification device to pinpoint and track people? We're aware of HARP, right? Uh, we're aware of DUES, Directed Energy Weaponry, right? Space-based weaponry that can shoot down lasers and things like this. Well, hey, Elon Musk, he's, he's not trying to do that. He just wants to put satellites in the sky to give you affordable internet. And at the same time, he also is ready to hook your brain up to a computer. Do you guys get what I'm trying to tell you? 
that those satellites might be able to interface with your brain. So when I say that they could project to us that we're living in some alternate reality, some alternate universe, some alternate galaxy, who's to say that they won't be able to hijack our brainwaves with these, with these satellites after we take Elon Musk's Neuralink brain-to-machine interface? Here, let me get in this article right here. We put this up February 6th. It comes from the Drudge Report feed, and it says that Elon Musk is ready to connect your brain to computers. We're here. We're at the mark of the beast. We're at the singularity. We're at the biohacking transhuman uh, uh, origins, man. We're about to start making the beta borgs and the cyborgs. It says Elon Musk has tweeted that his brain can that his brain computer chip company Neuralink is working on a quote awesome version of their device. And for audio listeners, you can't see this, but I have a picture of a rat with a USB C jammed inside his head, just crammed inside his little cranium. I hope it don't weigh too much. It says the kooky billionaire believes his brain interface tech will turn humans into a genius super race. More like the Borg and the Hive, the collective. Continuing on, it says Musk has been developing the technology called Neuralink because he thinks humans must become one with machines in order to survive being replaced by artificial intelligence. His plan to, quote, save the human race involves wiring computer chips into our minds to merge us with artificial intelligence. Last July, Neuralink revealed plans to use lasers to shoot holes into skulls and feed threads of electrodes into the human brain. And for, for audio listeners, you can't see it, but he's got this like device that looks like it should be hooking Neo up to the Matrix. And that's going to shoot holes into your skull and feed thro- threads of electrodes into the human brain. It declares this, it declared that this was a potential way of connecting the human brain to machines. Musk has previously claimed that the updated version of Neuralink may be, quote, in a human as soon as this year. The concept design of Musk's updated version has not yet been revealed, nor do we know how or if it'll even work. However, Musk is optimistic and thinks that this device could even be used to, quote, restore brain and motor functions. On its website, the company boasts that it is developing, quote, ultra-high bandwidth brain-machine interfaces, so or to connect humans and computers. The technology isn't intended for creating a superhuman cyborg race, though. Musk has said that Neuralink will first focus on medical applications such as tackling the effects of brain diseases like epilepsy. After this, the brain chips will be updated to develop a, quote, symbiotic relationship between AI and humanity. Ultimately, Musk thinks that the implanted chips are what will protect humans from becoming an endangered species. Yeah, we have to, in order for AI not to kill us, because we're giving over everything to automation and algorithms these days, in order for AI not to kill us, we have to enter into its battle space, that's what Elon Musk claims, and, and, and fight it off. Well, what happens whenever we can't fight it off and it overtakes us? In that very same demonstration where he announced Neuralink, he said, don't worry, it won't take you over at first knowing full well that the power behind the AI has the, has the ability to cross the threshold. Whatever that threshold is to where we are ourselves, it has the ability to rewire and reconfigure your brain, brain chemistry so you become a puppet in your own body. So those 30,000 satellites that Elon Musk's shooting up there into the sky, God knows what it could be doing. Affordable internet I think these days we should really start asking ourselves what the internet means and what it's doing to us. 
We have a natural human internet, but we're ignoring that these days. We've become disconnected and detached. The internet we have these days tells us to do something different. So what affordable internet, what world are these technocrats creating? So when I say that they're setting up space, I'm letting you know that a certain sect of the population is already devoting and dedicating its time, cash, money, resources, energy, and so much more to declare that they are not human. You see, you see the cyclical wheel and the crazy and the, 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 the genius that's going on. And those very same technocratic occultists and scientific Satanists that I was mentioning to you, they're there. They're, going, they're, they're, they're with Elon. They're saying, do these things. We'll create a drone cyborg army here that we can have total control over to help monitor the humans. Do you see how humanity is beginning to, to splinter off to the natural-born humans, to the genetically modified children, to the uh, machine-enabled children? You see humanity beginning to, I don't want to, I wish I could say flourish, but I think the, be, the, the better word to say is to uh, diverge. You deviate. It's like when you watch all these sci-fi shows and all these people look humanoid, but they look strange. Is that what mutations are? Truly the days that we're living in are something of strange. But nonetheless, you can't say you're entertained. You cannot say you're entertained. That might be the problem. We may be entertaining ourselves to death. We, be, we do live in interesting days. We are seeing history be made. This is, what's, this is the world. This is 2020. And no, we will not be able to look back. And so whether or not people have the understanding, the vision, or the courage to step through that threshold that I talked about at the start, there are already people taking that extra step, telling you that they will come after you with the mark of the beast, that they do want to forcibly inoculate you that they do want your kids, that they do want your soul, that they do want all these things. And so when I tell you that in a war of attrition like this, we have to forge a marathon mindset, we have to. And if you want my truth, the only thing that's going to get us through this is God, is understanding his plan because everyone has one. Everyone has a destiny if they choose to seek after it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Climates in Crisis the COVID-19 black swan, and setting up space. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know, these days I'm kind of sounding like I'm crazy. I'm going off the deep end too frequently. But it's also to characterize and, and, and give you a deep understanding as to what's going on. It's not business as usual. You see, who would have thought that all that stuff we were talking about for the past few years, taking your health back and that being a revolutionary act, that that reservoir of knowledge would be pertinent today. Today in a time of double meanings. Truly, we live in outrageous days. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll have the link for uh, the, the, the honey information, information literacy, uh, the episode to Doug and Joe's uh, episode with Steve Quayle and more, where they explain the Christian insider uh, and so much more information in the description bar below. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. 
And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.